Greetings, my name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. Ladies, gentlemen, and gender queers, this is a safe space for myself and others to speak on things in our lives and our worlds. This is a chance to see what's behind the mind of the creative, because what you see and hear and think ain't always the truth. Here you get to share, laugh, live, love, and sometimes debate about love. So I would like to introduce a special guest, a multi-talented guest, might I add. Uh, Would you welcome Janelle Louise Evans? (sighs) (laughs) They're going wow. They're going wow. Please, please, wow. please. It's the fans. The fans please, for please, me. Please. Oh my gosh, it's giving totally TRL, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Gotta keep it down a little bit. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. AKA <laughs> Nelly Nail, aka Nelly B. How you doing? Where did Nelly B come from? I thought I saw Nelly B. Nelly Belly is what Nelly I saw. Belly. Okay, Nelly Belly. That's why B works, so. I said Nelly. Works. Nelly B. Nelly I like Belly. It. All of the above, you know. All of the above. I'll what, take it all. What, where did we I'll sign the check to? You know what? Janelle Louise Evans will work for the checks. Yes, okay. Janelle Louise Evans will work for the checks, but she will answer to who's paying. Okay. <laughs> Period. So thank you for being a guest today on of the third course. degree with me, your host, James Major Burns, because third degree burns are major burns and I'm hot like fire. I love so, it. So we are here. We're in the last week of the color purple at Ephrata Performing Arts Center. And how has this experience been for you? Oh, my God. I feel like to talk on this experience is to talk about, like, where I came from as a child and what it means to do this story now in my life. So I grew up in a very musical family, very much so in the arts. Both my parents were musicians, very much pushed to do musical theater and everything like that, like in middle Ooh. school and high school. Yeah. So That's super lovely. musical house. So singing good, put food singing good. on okay, the table. Okay, okay. I am an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> this was real life okay. in the Evans household, okay? So it was real. And we were also a pastor's family, so church was a big part of our life, as it is for a lot of us. And so... I did theater really consistently between the ages of like 9 and 13, 14. I was in like shows a lot in the area. I grew up in the area. And then I kind of took a break because it got super competitive like in high school because people are getting ready to go to college and pursue this. And I knew that it wasn't something I wanted to pursue solely in college. So I kind of like stepped back. But I still had like all of this training. I was in choirs and everything all throughout high school. I was still kind of like doing shows, still performing, just not as seriously as I was. And then... This show came along because I know Josh, our director, and he's a friend of mine. And this show came along in the opportunity. And first, I think the biggest part of this experience is being cast as a male character. I think that's the biggest deal for me in this show. How is that for you? I love it. (laughs) And the reason why I love it is not because... So, like, I identify as a female, and my pronouns are very comfortably she, her. And I don't see that changing. However, I think that, number one... Gender identity is so fluid that it doesn't really matter what you look like, how you dress, you know, who you go to bed with at night, all of that stuff. However you identify is how you identify. So that's the first thing. And then I think secondly, like the stage is such a safe place for people to be whoever they want to be. So I think that this show just created a really safe environment for me to like explore that part of my queer identity especially like being black queer people right it's, just, it's, it's a it's journey been a very comfortable space. it's a journey so yeah especially with church like with church like here, there's in- so much and my queerness and church 
that crossover right there was such a big like pivotal part in my life especially being a pastor's kid and like the church ladies talking about Sealy in mysterious ways that's real life like that was real life for me in high school so being able to I had I think one of the board members of the theater came up to me on opening night and she was like you just made my queer heart so happy it was such a blessing to like see you up there and the representation I was like that's what it's really all about if yes. there's another queer girl who's out there in the audience who like maybe sings a little deeper than the rest of the girls around her you know likes wearing suspenders on stage or whatever like I hope that this is a push for her to do what she wants to do because the stage is for anybody amazing so to touch on the fluidity of gender or in roles mm -hmm. just to be like for myself personally I'm a person who experiences um, their feminine side and masculine side yeah. so I like roles that I'm able to you know sometimes when I matter of fact numbers because um brown betty sure. it's like mm, it's one yeah. of those angsty numbers mm -hmm. and i like when i get to be in that part of my masculine absolutely uh, self but then there are roles that i get to be a part of this feminine experience yes. so that's what i was gonna say how is it like being able to like you know just assert yourself into your masculine uh authority for the role and it's not based on identity yes i love that and i think a big part of this too is that the cast did not react to me being cast the way I was cast. There was no reaction from anybody, like even me on stage or anything like that. There was no like, hey, remember that Janelle's like playing a guy, like act, treat her like a guy. Like every, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah. just ex accepted, you know, whether it was a dance number or my dance partner or, you know, those moments where we're like rowdy guys literally acting like dogs chasing after women. You know what I mean? Like it was such a safe space. And I think, I think it's so fun and creative. And I did get curious about my character, Bobby, because I've heard feedback from people that they've seen other productions of The Color Purple where Bobby was played by a female. And the way that the character Bobby was played was like a masculine female, but like it was very obvious that it was a female. And I debated for a long time whether or not I was going to play Bobby as a woman or as a man, because I think it could be interchangeable. But I think as I thought especially about it with more, Sealy. right, especially <laughs> with Celie, okay. But I think as I thought about it more and where that scene with Celie falls in the show, it is one of Celie's only positive interactions with a man the entire show. So I think it was important for me to show that, and you know, even that uh, counteract of my scene with her and the Mister coming in and having a scene with her, and there's a big difference in how she responds to my interaction and his interaction. So, I think it was important to play that as a male character to just kind of show like she has this big number of like I'm beautiful, I'm here, I'm gonna be out on the streets, I'm gonna be flirting, you know what I mean? And I'm gonna flirt with exactly somebody. when you they're walking down the street. Yes, that's like you. You just you must have went to college already, got your little <laughs> uh, license or something. Right. You know, you're a plumber and you could you go with your hands. <laughs> You got your license yeah. and stuff, but you you silly Jermaine. Yes, but um, love all of that, and for me the experience has just been great, and I'm ready to, I'm not ready to close, but it doesn't feel like uh, a closing, a regular closing to me because of the bonds that we have built. Yes, and it already seems um, it's already outside of these walls. Yes, even though like most of our time is spent in inside these walls, and when we go after this, it'll be different because life takes us to our attention to somewhere else because right. we'll be in a new season, new projects, and it's it's the holiday season also. Right. But I feel like we have connected and it will go further than the end of this show. 100%. But I wouldn't mind, you know, having 
a few more weeks to do. It's just been an incredible experience. And one of the greatest things that I've gotten that I feel like we got to do was the talk back. Yes. And being able to have this exchange with the community, Mm -hmm. the audience, no matter how near or far they've come, because we are here talking about this show and the impact the show has and people are writing, doing write ups on it and the board's talking about it. So what's better than having a conversation exactly with the people in the community to see how it made them feel. Yes. And several people stood up and you definitely stood up and made, you know, some points love. And I love that you're from this area and like, you know, I'm all about like hometown and like making an impact on the world, but really in my hometown, because I feel like if I, if I, can't start here like where can I where go? can I start because yeah. they are my roots absolutely no I agree with that and growing up in this area <clears throat> I think I think I mentioned to somebody in the cast like oh yeah I'm from Lancaster and they were like so you didn't grow up around a lot of black people and I was like right yeah I didn't grow up around a lot of black people and you know I was in this upper middle class black family that was like the pastor's family of an all-white church so like I didn't have a lot of black influences until I was older and out of high school and like going to college so coming back and performing this show is like there are people in the audience who have never seen me for lack of a better phrase be this black like they've never seen my blackness like this or maybe they really haven't even seen it at all because it was just you know covered with a mask that I was wearing to go about my daily life. So it was very exciting for me to have the talk back. And when that one gentleman asked that question about what is it like performing for this very white, not so diverse community, it meant a lot to me because I was like, no, I I get it. This is the community that I was raised in and that I grew up in. And for it's a very intimate moment to invite these people back to share in this extremely black experience with you. It's a lot. And again, I love that we had that time to talk to the the uh, audience, I honestly would do it again if it was up to me. But you know, <laughs> you me and Sophia talk, talk a lot. You know, I, talk I loved a lot. it. <laughs> but the man who asked you was an older black gentleman, and I felt like he was asking from experience. Yes. Like it seemed like something very connected to it. Yes. And he told us, he was like, I'm glad y'all did a good job. Right. Because I would not have been able to take it. Yeah. He was like, the story had highs and lows, and he was. The story is the story, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be told in a a constructive way and a certain way for somebody to be able to experience the pain, experience the joy, experience the hurt, experience the forgiveness. And I felt like his response to us Mm -hmm. made me feel like we told the story in a proper way for him to be able to have that exchange. But just um, we did a show earlier this year. um, the mountaintop, uh, okay. the Katori Hall number about Martin Luther King's last night on yes. earth. And we had to talk back with people who that man is not a hundred years old, but he's right. at an age where he experienced life close to that. Just mm-hmm. like they were experiencing life right after slavery. Then there was life right after that. So he's yes. from one of those second two or, you know, a couple of generations removed from that. Wow. And for me, it's like, putting on a story of somebody's life right in front of them. Yeah. Like here we are thinking that, Oh, like this is history. Or when we talk about slavery, it's not that long ago, but a certain part of it is the boats and bringing Mm -hmm. us over here are, but the, uh, fields and that is not that far removed for that man, his grandparents were that. So I just, 
that exchange or that like to me that is like a connection of history that's like time travel to me i'm like i could feel that in that man and i was so pleased that we were able to have that connection with him yes and i'm not sure if he was with the woman next to him but it was a white woman so if if he was and i'm you know i can only assume yes or no but if he was beginning an interracial relationship and like what that means for him i wanted to just start asking i know there's a lot of questions that could come up yeah but i love work like this and we've had conversations like this um amongst ourselves but um you know i do theater for a reason and pieces like this are the the pieces i want to be a part of and even on the way here i was talking to trey about you know as an actor you know we're moving here Mm -hmm. i quit my day job and this is what i want to do like full time and we're both figuring out like how to do this but because we are the type of artists we are and there's a certain way you do things or you need to survive. Like, how do we go about choosing jobs? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the job that you know you can get that it's gonna that I'm gonna work? Um, is it the job that's gonna pay me more so I can be, uh, you know, right. set up right. right because I need to work so I don't have to go and get another job still? Yeah. Is it the job that's uh, the most consistent, the longest running job that's mm-hmm. gonna be like eight to ten months so that way I know that I got a consistent income over the year? Right. And how soon to set it like you know the Wiz is coming up at the the Fulton the the Fulton is a great theater to have on my resume so like I've been having to switch my mindset Mm -hmm. to living like this yeah and I was in transition when I did the Little Mermaid because I knew I had to go back for three weeks to go to my day job and the people around me I'm like I saw for the first time, I'm like, it's the mindset mm-hmm. and I got to be on it and I got to be on myself because this it, it's different. Yes. It's a difference. And I didn't have that freedom that I felt like some of the castmates had because I was so thinking about going back home yep. and working. And then what work. I'm going to do hadn't even decided that we were going to move here yet. Right. But I'm like, I want to. I just don't know what to do. And. The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> like we could, they could not have made a better song because yeah. literally, like it just figured itself out. It and does. even when I came here, me and Trey were like going through it because he's like, I, he's like, I know you're gonna go up there, and then he just feels like there's gonna be more opportunities. Like, what are we gonna do? I don't want to be that far away. Mm-hmm. And it's those type of things that are real, like in relationships, especially Absolutely. with us both being artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm personally, I'm like, I want to do a lot of stuff now so, you know, we can spend more time together. Sure. Um, not like in 20 years, right, but, right. you know, let's travel. And I don't want us to hold each other back from being e- with each other all the time. I wish that, you know, this was a, I'm so be, doing a show with Tran Josh has just been like, it doesn't seem like work. Like when they yeah, handed us our I'm checks sure. on open at night, I was like. Oh yeah, do get paid. <laughs> we are working. I've been yeah. having so much fun. Like, I know. I would have did it for free, but no. Right. Like, don't get carried away when you hear that. Don't get carried away when you hear that. It was just paid so gigs, much. Paid you know, gigs, it was it was priceless. Yeah. And again, like I said, I felt like meeting you, um, Jennifer. I like. I'm like, wow, this is just. It's, it's new for me and I have to get in the mindset of this is how life is yep. and like maneuvering this. It's like, it's so new. I've, I've always wanted it. And I'm like, now it's here. I got to figure out how to maneuver. Like mm-hmm. I said about picking those jobs and I'm just gonna, you know, definitely trust God and like follow my gut and just like keep letting it lead me because Absolutely. I feel like it has continued to lead me on this path. So, but it still be, whew, I'm a stresser. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me I do not sleep. too. I've not been at sleeping. At all. At all. Yeah, no, I definitely get stressed. And I, I do understand. I'm in the middle of that transition as well. I just quit my big corporate day job like 
about a month ago, a month, six weeks ago. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think performing is where it's at right Somebody now. Somebody's going to be like, uh, y'all gay, Beyonce said, quit your job, and here y'all are, quit y'all. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah, we, we, we did. We sure did. We did. Release the job. <laughs> I, I ain't playing on it, B. It just it, it it happened. A, it just was a coincidence. It, it was happened. a renaissance. And even when she said working nine to five to stay alive, J. Cole got a song where he was like, $20, you're making $20 for an hour. And right. I'm like, he was talking about like your time is twenty dollars, and I'm yep. like, I'm like, it, it seemed like it makes sense though, Jay. I thought right. you know, I used to make seven twenty five. <laughs> right. Like I was yeah, making fourteen. Like I mm-hmm. thought that was that, that was, was it. A lot. That and was I'm it. Up every day, I'm like, I sometimes feel stuck. I'm like, I feel like some like there's times where I used to feel stuck, but I I don't feel stuck anymore. I feel like I'm moving forward. Yes. It's a it's a slow walk. It's yes. a slow motion walk sometimes, mm-hmm. but I still feel like I'm going forward. Absolutely. And I've been like I condition myself to know that, you know, uh good things don't just come easy. Mm-hmm. They don't come fast. And I'm, I used to be and sometimes can be like a results now person. Absolutely. Me and too. I'm like I need to understand like all of this work is adding up to something. Yeah. I just was so afraid to take a leap or take chances before that I felt like I I feel like I missed out on time, yep. but then there is a part of me that's like, no, no, you didn't. So right. I'm just like continuing to push forward. I'm happy to be in this new space, you know, shake shit up a little bit. I'm so excited for you guys to be in Lancaster. Lancaster is like, I describe it to people as the perfect place if you want to start to build because Lancaster has such a great network of people who are not just from here, but they also know people who are in other big places. So you'll find a lot of people here who have the connections in New York, in Philly, and, you know, D.C., those other big cities that we're around. So I feel like it's the perfect place to kind of have a quieter life. You know, you're not in the super big city or anything like that. So quieter, a little bit calmer, but you have the perfect network to be able to really get yourself in and do a lot of cool things. Because I'm not moving to New York City unless I'm getting paid the big Hello. bucks. Unless I find Barada the way. Or Hello. Like, I'm just not. I've been to the city. I love it. I love to visit. Yeah. I don't want to live there. I thought about moving there before and we we tried to and I spent a lot of money not moving to New York City. <laughs> like, I spent so much money trying to move to New York City only to not move there. Only I was like, I there. cannot believe this. No. I ain't never saved this much money in my life <laughs> for it to be gone so fast. But um, I... Love how you described it because I definitely want to get. I, already, I feel like I've experienced that already. Um, sure. Uh, talking to people, hell, I auditioned for this, then got into the Little Mermaid through a connection, and then even did another show over over there with them mm-hmm. before I even did this. And then I'm going back to do another show. Right. Already got these connections. I'm the like, job is moving yeah. fast. Meeting people or just having those connections, and I'm this like this experience versus diff- um, another one. Trying to figure out how to maneuver with people. Yeah. I'm a very human experience type of person. And there's a certain way or cut a person, a type of person that you can become in this Mm -hmm. industry. And I see it sometimes. And I really, I'm like, I'm not for it. Not for it. And I I don't want it. Yeah. I'm not bending to do anything. But there's also time that I know I can be very emotional sure. because I am such a people or a human experience person that I'm like, you know what? I got to understand when things are just work. Yeah. Or even when it's just work for somebody else, when mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a reason for all of these things that yes. need to make sense. But I like things a certain way. And that's why ultimately I see myself having my own establishment, having my own works, my own productions, mm-hmm. because I that's how I feel as an artist. Yeah. I feel like that's just my journey. Yeah. I still want to do shows, but I, 
I'm a part of shows that I see people or I see things that I'm like, I can't wait till I'm on the other end. So I, when I do it, I can make sure like this is okay. I can make sure, the, sure that the artists, mm-hmm. when they come in, like we have these things yes. or they have this experience, that way they can feel valued or mm-hmm. we can have this experience because ultimately I feel like we're, we're trying to change the world constantly. Absolutely. And I know it's like different shows, but I'm like, we're trying to change the world constantly. There's enough bad. So I overwork over hours on trying to push more yes. good into the world. Yes. We need it. We need it. So what do you think you'll miss most about the color purple? Mm, Your beautiful faces. I really think, (laughs) I think I will just miss, I feel in awe sometimes being in the same room all together because there's so much talent. There's so much community and friendship between so many people. Like you said, you knew people before joining. I knew people before joining. Like a lot of people knew each other in one way or another. So there's so much connection and friendship. And I think, again, I'll just go back to what Trey said during one of our rehearsals is that this became such a place to take off the mask that we wear every day that I've heard people make the comment of like, how do we even move forward from this? You know what I mean? Like, how do we go? Literally. How do we go Uh. do the next thing? Because this was so safe. This was so welcoming. This was so okay to do all of these things that out there in the quote unquote real world is so frowned upon. You just walk in to be a part of the majority. We were the majority the whole time. The whole entire time. And not only that, there wasn't, the staff here at this theater has been exceptional in taking care of us and making sure we had everything we need and so much more of making sure that, yeah, we wanted for nothing this entire yes, time. on both sides, but on stage and behind the scenes has, has been spectacular. Exceptional. The orchestra, the set, the lighting people, like the sound people. Our stage the managers. Board. Yeah. It was just it's just unmatched right now. Unmatched. That's what it is. That's what it is. I just came out. It was amazing. It was amazing. From start to finish. And you know, every experience will not be like that, but it was just, it's been an amazing experience and we all deserved it. We We, did. All of us. And I feel like everybody needed this show in one way or another where they were at in their life because I can see all of us being impacted by the story as it is because it is an extremely impactful story. You can't help but feel something when you listen to, watch, hear this story. But then also... It feels as though everybody needed this story, some part of it right now in their life. And there's some part of it that we're all relating to a little bit more than everything else. And I think that's so powerful because this feels preserved. Like for, for me, all of us, I definitely looked at the color, look at the color purple in a different way now. Like I can experience the joy now. Yes, I was not able to experience any joy in the color purple when I did it the previous time because of my own issues with the mm-hmm. character Mister and portraying like black masculinity, yeah. and then just watching the movie. Like I, I'm sure there are parts that I laugh, but like I have not experienced any joy. I feel like I look at the show in the meaning of it different yes. and the new take on. Alice Walker and her expression of what God is and even now when I listen to Suge say God ain't a man at all I'm like God the color purple I'm like I'm like, why do it all make sense <laughs> right now right I did not see it like this before mm-hmm. did not get it like this before but I think I needed all of y'all to like help me see it in that right. way like I it's needed Juanita to be silly the way she was silly yes. so I can see the show that way you know yes. Mister, and the to, transformation like I really see it in a different way and it's a story that's been a part of my life for majority of my life yes and that's what, 
stories like this that, I, again, being a part of like the Color Purple legacy, I feel connected to those people. Absolutely. And being able to tell that story. But um, before we go, I want to talk about a, a couple more things. You played Little Inez. I, I think did. it would be thebomb.com if you made Full Circle and come back around and play Motormouth Mabel. Like that <gasps> would be... You could crop yourself in, your young self in with your uh, older self. I like, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Even though, like, I'd be tired of hairspray because, like, one thing about the color purple, I'm like, and the reason I felt like I had to create a show or I feel like I, or whoever else, but I feel like I, because I need another experience like this Mm -hmm. um, and new experiences where it can just be us existing and it doesn't have to be just centered, like, around our our blackness, but just, like, us existing in and new yeah. just youth and more so we can have more experiences yes. like this because when i think of another show i'm like oh well dream girls oh the right. whiz but then but what else the but color purple else? again yeah it's just gonna keep being these shows so i'm like i gotta create something we got to but i'm just i definitely be pushing my pencil on my pen <laughs> and that keyboard Please because do. i'm like it has to be something yeah. new because i want more of these experiences we need these and stories. i want more joyful experiences and the stories can be told so i'm I'm definitely excited about the future. And again, like I said, it makes me want, I'm propelled. I've, I feel better about myself uh, after like doing the show, especially like as a singer. Right. I like, cause I love to sing. It's my favorite thing to do. And I just feel like a stronger singer. Like when you around about a lot of strong mm-hmm. singers, I just been having so much fun yes. singing though. Yes. Like one day I was doing any little thing and I just like set, settled in it. I'm like, I'm just having fun. Cause I could hear people like cheering you on. Yep. And just, the I'm like, I just having yes. a good time. So I'm about to, Oh, we about to get in this. <laughs> you, remember, you remember that day? What's okay? Yes. <laughs> it was like, Yo. Get in. <laughs> get in Backstage is fun. Yes. So do you have any questions for moi? Would you like do to I ask Do I have any questions for before you? Before we head out and get ready to perform for the people tonight. Um, What does Harpo mean to you? Uh, Harpo helped me see myself in the timeline of history, mm. like just the type of person that he was in his time and a part of me is a part of him at that time and um, how he wants to impress his father so much. Yes. But like it took him some time to stand up. So I'm like, I first I didn't see where I was going to connect with Harpo. But just like a lot of roles, I see them so strongly as what the role is. And mm-hmm. I got to see them as people. Yes. Because the script's already written. Right. And then, like, you start creating backstories and stuff. Yeah. Like, I do. You, like, start treating Harper like a real person. And to me, he just means um, somebody who is trying to do the good thing. He has a really big heart. And he tries to do what the, the right thing is for his dad. I even feel like it's like a closet thing. Like, he beat Sophia because he wants to look yes. manly to his dad or he's doing certain things impress somebody yeah and i i felt like that a lot but i just feel like ultimately like harpo has like a big heart a good heart and he's a hard working man he is he's taking care he of somebody is. else's kid too. yes he <laughs> <Henrietta>. is. <laughs> but yes that's what harpo means to me anything else anything, anything i feel else? like i could talk to you for hours and hours and hours um (laughs) (laughs) do you have any big projects coming up that you're excited for in the new year um i i don't know yet uh there's possibilities for like things but um besides that like we're moving here yeah so to me like i'm trying to get here and get settled and solidify the next year Mm -hmm. of what i want to do but um i definitely want to 
um, upgrade my podcast. Yeah. Definitely want to switch to visual, but I feel like it's just another year that I'm going to just like solidify and um, sharpen my tools sure. to progress in this field. Yeah. So I'm excited to propel into major startups. <laughs> you know, my constant mission is residual income. I am working on how I'm going to do something. That is going to get me paid constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Freedom. I want to go to bed and wake up with a check. I want Huntington to alarm me in the middle of the night when something has slipped into those funds. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I'm working towards. And ultimately, I have been writing a project and I'm not like rushing myself with it, but sure. I just like let it keep coming to me and I just keep writing all of this stuff down. So I'm going to keep pushing on that and working on that. Um, and finishing that and also music. I, I write and I definitely want to produce yeah. my own music. But I want to write stories. I, I feel like I'm a storyteller and I want to write stories because I love seeing them told. And that's a part of my life. And it's something I just watch. Like when I watch like stories about Michael Jackson and I'm like, <laughs> when I question myself about things i'm like no i've always loved this so yep. much i don't know what it was i listen to viola davis book right now i listen to taraji's Ooh, uh, p henson's book and i was just like i have just loved this when i hear them talk about it i'm like i have that same love i just mm-hmm. have loved this so much for I, I don't know what how it got me but it got me girl, <laughs> <laughs> it got me, girl. All right, Nelly Nell, Nelly Belly, That's Janelle, me. Louise Evans. Thank you so much. And you know what? This is just your first time as a guest because, you know, I'll be here. So, and anytime. There's going to be some things to talk about. Oh, absolutely. So, thank you so much for being a guest on The Third Degree with me, James Major Burns. Thank you for having me. <laughs>